Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. It's SJ here, founder of Christian Women in Business. I am so excited for today's live Q&A. If you would love to share the love, share this video that we are live, I would love for the news to go viral. No, not really, but um, I'd love it if you could share it with your friends. We have got some really, really interesting questions that have been brought forward for today's sessions. Um, I have been up since 5.30 this morning doing podcast interviews, so I'm very happy that I still have a voice to share with you this morning. Just a quick news update. Uh, We have our business meetups this week across Australia, so if you are in a major city, um, jump on, on, or if you'd like to join us wherever you are uh, in Australia, and find your closest place. Um, just hit up to the events section in our Facebook page and we have them all listed on there. Otherwise you can find them in our app as well, um, which is really exciting. If you are regional and you would like to join us for a session, we have our online sofa session happening on the 13th of March. Um, this will be online, so no matter where you are in the world, you can join us for that. That too is on our Facebook events. It's on the website and it's on the app. If you're not a member, you can still join us. There is just a small fee to cover costs. Um, and we look forward to exploring Pinterest, everything Pinterest uh, with Kyla Brizzy. Looking forward to that. Uh, we had our intakes a couple of weeks ago. We've had a great response. It's been amazing. We've been blown away by God and his awesomeness. Uh, some of you said that the membership isn't quite for you at the minute, but you'd still like to get some value um, out of what we create. So what we've done is we've popped our courses on Teachable. So all the courses that are available on um, in our academy as part of the membership, we've taken some of those and we've popped them on Teachable and we'll be adding to them as time goes on. Um, So you can now purchase just the courses if you wish to and go through them in your own time. There's all different kinds, so how to start a business and business basics. There's planning, there's marketing basics, and then uh, we're gradually going to build on our marketing stuff. So if you'd like that, I'm going to pop the link in the comments after for you. So what we make is available to everyone. So let's move on to our questions for today. So question number one is, do you think incentive schemes for referrals are necessary or do clients generally want to recommend their friends and family just because they've received good service and want their people to receive the same? And that's from Jen. And I think it's a really, really great, interesting question. And I don't think there's a one-all answer of yes or no that would fit every business. So we're going to explore that a little bit. 
And I think it really does depend on what you sell and what type of business that you have. And I've got some examples for you so you can kind of work out in your head, okay, is this going to work for me or not? Or is it something that I want to look into or not? Um, and so one of those examples is internet marketing. So um, a lot of internet marketers use affiliate marketing um, and it's um, a lot easier for them to set up affiliate marketing. For those who don't know what affiliate marketing is, affiliate marketing is when you sell a product, you get given a special link, um, and if the person clicks on your link and they make a purchase, then you get reimbursed a commission for that. Um, it might be a really small commission or it could be up to 25%, uh, depends on the company. Uh, but that is what affiliate marketing is and um, there's blog authors out there that do it. There's lots of different ways uh, people do it on YouTube as well. So um, it's really easy for them to use because it's got a link. It's easy for them to track um, who's used the link and um, how many people have bought using those links and then they can just transfer that money through PayPal. Um, and then that way they get they encourage people say they're doing a launch of a product to then go out and start and they do a big marketing launch um, and people will share that link um, when they're advertising it they might get some big names as well in there to help them sell it um, and they'll get um, a commission in return so that works well for some internet marketing companies out there um, I have personally tried to use links and referral links for CWIB. It didn't quite work well for us, uh, mainly because I guess I didn't encourage it enough uh, for people to use it. And I don't want people to just buy into our membership just for the sake of the buzz, if that makes sense. I want people to come into our membership because they're ready to, and they're ready to open up their heart to God. They're ready to receive what it is that God wants them to receive by being part of our community um, and so what I found is people do refer their friends to CWIB um, and we're really grateful for that but at the minute we don't do a commission and then there's um, service-based businesses that are offline who can't use like an affiliate link um, as much as an actual online business if that makes sense so you might be a shop owner and have someone walk through the front door <laughs> they're not going to walk through the front door with a link that's clickable um, and said you know my friend gave me this link kind of thing that's not how it works in the kind of offline world but that they might come in and say is that Bob referred them to this shop because you do a good job or you know you do a good cut for a hair salon or whatever so it might be that you go around it a little bit differently. And I've spoken about this a lot with a few different people because they have kind of online straight offline businesses and they have people that refer them and refer people to them a lot. And so what they've done is at Christmas time or maybe just halfway through the year, they actually just send that person a gift, a really beautiful gift. Um, and just with a little thank you note saying, thank you so much for referring people to me I really appreciate it and I really really appreciate you um, and that's worked for them too just 
being appreciative. Overall, I think if you give a really great service or produce a really great product um, and create a really great experience for people, they will go and tell their friends. And it's the most trusted referral way of someone to buy a product or services if someone recommends it. So on the other end of that, I am also an affiliate. Um, and I um, use lots of different softwares in CWIB. Um, and I personally advertise both softwares that do have affiliate marketing and don't have affiliate marketing or programs attached to it. And the main reason that I would advertise a product and use an affiliate link is only if one, they have one, and two, I actually really believe in the product um, and I have used it and do use it. Um, or it might be that I have a friend who is great at something. For me, it's not about the money. It's an advantage to have that money and the money that I do get from it, I put back into the business, which is great. It's come in handy a couple of times, actually. But my main reason for why I would refer someone to someone else is purely how well the product is, how well the service works, is it quality, um, and um, I, I would happily share it, and I do happily share it, because I know that if someone can do a good job of something, and also being a business owner myself, I understand how important that is, and how much to appreciate that, and so if someone's done a good job for me, I'll refer people to them. Um, so I do it I get money from some, I don't get money from others, but I promote them all the same when people ask because for me it is about giving and providing the best source or resource that will help serve that person and the problem that they need solving. So I think you really have to look at your business as a whole and go, okay, what's going to be the best way for me to do this? Is it going to be to bless the people who do refer me, uh, refer people to me with a gift? Um, and a handwritten note saying how much you appreciate them for referring. Um, and just also just accepting the blessing yourself that people are referring people to you and they don't want anything in return. They're just happy because you've delivered a great service to them. I think sometimes we get caught up in someone's done something to me, so I have to do something back. Um, and sometimes it's nice just to have someone do something for you that's nice and you being able to ex accept that as a human being, if that makes sense. Um, now, I'll just have a quick look. <laughs> cool. Hey, Brie. Hey, Lisa. Um, so that's the first question. Uh, for our people who are listening to the podcast after this is done, this is a live recording. So you're going to hear me say names. Don't be freaked out. So question number two is, do you have any tips for networking as an introvert? I run a product-based business from my home, which requires long hours, often by myself. I know networking is a vital part of building and flourishing business, but I find it stressful and very tiring. And I feel like when I finally have time to do it, it's the last thing I want to do. Um, now, I personally am an introvert myself. I am an only child growing up. Um, and I just have an introverted person, not personality, I, mean, I have an outgoing personality, but the way I recover in life is through time alone. So I totally get what it feels like 
to be introverted and then trying to put yourself out there. And so what I did personally was I tried to think of out of the box ways that I could network with people that didn't involve me necessarily um, needing to spend a week in in bed <laughs> after because I was so emotionally exhausted from people. So um, the different ways I came up with to network, which have worked really well for me personally, um, is one as I join online communities and memberships. So just like CWIB, where I can be present online, but I don't actually have to leave my house, um, and I can still evolve. Uh, I can still help people, I can still serve them, I can still give them value, I can still build relationships, but it's not um, so exhausting. I actually still do get quite exhausted from it, <laughs> but um, it doesn't involve me having to leave my house. The stress that comes with commuting, the stress of being there and being switched on, I think it's the being switched on that is super exhausting. Um, and then coming home and then having to uh, refine where I am. So um, online networks like CDIB have been really helpful for me. Number two tip is um, when I do go to conferences or summits or whatever are that are in person, I will actually go alone. I won't go with a group of people. And what I found is it helps me because I can be switched on during the session so I can be attentive, I can concentrate, and that's my on time. And then when the breaks come, I can go away on myself. And um, I know a lot of people use breaks to connect with people, but for me, that's like my rejuvenation time. So I might spend five minutes straight after the session and just go and have a bit of time to myself, go for a walk, go and sit on the toilet. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is that you can just find some quiet space. And um, and then once I've had that time and once I've kind of re-energized, I can then go in maybe for the last five minutes of the break and chat to a few people um, and then sit down. And just kind of being alone means you don't have to look after anyone. So you, when you need to take that time out, you can and you're not offending anyone and you're keeping a balance of your own energy. Um, Another thing that I do, which is slightly rude, but it's just another way that I found helps me cope with going to events, is I actually turn up late for sessions. And it's ridiculously rude, but I just find that this works for me. Um, and it means that I can sit at the back, I can sneak in and no one sees me. And then as soon as the session ends, I'm out of there. <laughs> and I don't have to confront with people. Um, Sometimes I'm totally fine and my energy basket is full and I can have that chat and go to go um, on time and be around the crowd. But I also find that even just crowds exhaust me. So just for example, like I've been to Colour Conference a couple of times and it is just manic and it's just hectic and there's lots of people and for introverts it's exhausting. So what I do is I actually go to the sessions late by myself. When you're by yourself, you only need to find one seat so you don't have to worry about finding a line. Um, 
and all the crowds have gone out of the uh, elevators and things so that's not stressful i just go and find a little helpy dude and say just need a seat for one and they'll go and sit you down and when you only one seat you can actually get really great seats a lot of the time too so <laughs> it kind of is beneficial um and so that works for me and then as soon as um worship begins or it's about to end i'm out of there away from the crowd <laughs> so you gotta find what works for you and then another strategic way i network is through the podcast show so that's another way that i can be introverted um i don't have to leave my home don't have to worry about the other stresses but i get to meet some of the most amazing people from all the way around the world and i get to bless them too which is awesome it's it's i always find it's one of the coolest things i get to do is meet people on the podcast show give them exposure for themselves and their brand and help them share their story i can network with them before and after and have a little chat if i if i want to or if they want to um and but i'm in my own home and i put down the phone and then that's it um not that's it for the relationship but that's the amount of energy that i need and it doesn't exhaust me so depending on what kind of business you have i mean podcasts aren't for everyone but if you're into cake decorating and you want to start doing videos you could interview other cake decorators um and that would be a great way and maybe do videos like just zoom chats together talking about different things um and then just in general if people want to meet me just to have a chat i also find just meeting online works better for me too so they might want to have a 15 minute chat about something i don't want to go all the way to the coffee shop um and and it eliminates time as well i mean face to face is great but if you're flat out your energy's low just use Skype, use Zoom, get on the phone, do what you need to do um, and then get off and you can retain your energy. So I guess it's about balancing our energies and just doing sneaky things um, throughout the events or thinking out of the box strategic ways that you can still meet people and still maintain your energy level. Um, and if you have someone who is very extroverted that needs to talk to you, don't have them talk to you straight away. Um, this is a tip that I found out by mistake and on my own. Um, that if I know I've got someone who wants to talk to me who I know is very extroverted, I will get them to book in a time that's not today, that might be in a week's time or a couple of days' time, where I can then balance my energy out and prepare for that conversation. I find Personally, I need time to prepare and, and I need to sacrifice energy from another area to then have enough energy for that person. So I'll plan out when I have conversations with people who are extroverted just so I can be my best for them and so they don't take away energy from me too. So I hope that that makes sense and sorry for all the extroverts out there. <laughs> this is just how introverts roll, baby. Um, Number three, so our third question is, how do you get the CWIB logo in the corner of your Facebook live recordings? Do you have a setting that puts it there automatically or do you edit it in afterwards? And that's from Kim. So we've only just started doing Facebook lives regularly or routinely. Um, and Facebook lives, I just do through Facebook. 
I know that there are other softwares out there that you can use. And if anyone's listening and they know what they're called, please pop them in the comments. Um, I should probably look at comments. Cool. Um, but there are softwares that you can use that you kind of run the live out of and you can have logos and you can show presentations and things through them, which people find useful. There's free ones, there's paid ones, but um, a majority of our business devotional, weekly devotionals that we share in the community, I've actually pre-recorded. So they're not live. Um, and once I pre-recorded them in the edit, so we use ScreenFlow. Um, on my Mac to edit videos really quickly. I, I mean, you could do some really cool stuff with it. Um, I just use it because it's easier than iMovie <laughs> um, and it's still quite affordable. Um, so then I just pop the logo on, um, maybe an intro and outro. The team will do intros and outros and things. If it's just a quick edit and I just need to plonk a logo on it, I just do it in ScreenFlow. Like this video today will then go to the team. They'll add an intro, outro and add the logo to it and then upload it to YouTube um, and get it ready for our podcast. So depending on what the video is for, depends on the editing um, effort put behind it. But generally um, this video uh, we'll just, I'll just, no, not this video, the business devotionals, the weekly ones, I'll just quickly record them on a Friday or quickly pop the logo on and then I upload it to Vimeo um, to pop on the website and then um, schedule it to go in the Facebook community. But there was something I wrote down in my notes that I wanted to share with you as opposed to that is if you do do a Facebook Live, make sure you download the video after you've done it. Um, there's just a little button somewhere on your desktop um, that's like an arrow down. I think it's like on the bottom right hand. Press that and it says HD download or something. So just download the video and try and repurpose that content. Any content that you make, whether it's Facebook Live or whatever it is, make sure you get your most bang for the book for the time that you're putting in it. So with our Facebook Lives, I download them. Um, depending on what they are, they'll go on YouTube. They'll will create a post on the Facebook page for them um, and turn them into a podcast um, to make sure we're getting the most out of that bit of content that we've made. Um, one, it's just great to share good content in as many different places as you can. And two, if anything happens to Facebook, i.e. they delete the page, they delete the community, um, whatever it is that's kind of out of my control, I still have access to all that content that we've made. Um, and I save the videos on my Dropbox and then we've got what we've uploaded to YouTube and Vimeo. Um, Vimeo is just another place to host videos that you can that I think just looks prettier than YouTube if you don't know what Vimeo is um, and then yeah just making sure you're getting most bang out of your book and you're um, syndicating the videos in as many places as you can um, just a little tip that I wanted to add on there and that is it so um, if you've got any more questions that you'd like answering 
um, on these lives, please send them in or pop them in the comments and I'll note them down for next time. It's been a pleasure sharing uh, the answers I have with you today. Of course, we're all here to learn from one another. So if you've got some answers or an idea that popped up along the way as you've been watching pop them in the comments love to hear them we're all here to support and learn from each other you girls are doing a great job in your businesses keep going god knows what you're doing and he's with you and he loves you and the good days and the bad days um for all the introverts out there um ask the holy spirit to fill you up babes you've got this you can do it um, and yeah, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks time. So the next, the next Q and a session will be on the 19th of March, Tuesday, the 19th of March at 11 AM and we'll pop it in the events. Bye for now. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it. If you could please share this podcast with your friends, please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.